This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm Dutch Dalton, joined as always by Kimmy Gibbler. That's me. And we are recording in the A to B studios at the Innovation Center in downtown Richmond, Indiana. Make sure you go out and visit aftertwobeers.com. You can find links to our social media pages. You can also purchase some of our shirts that we would greatly appreciate. Get that swag. Yes. You'll also see the Patreon logo, which will allow you to help us donate to the show, which is a big deal for us because then it allows us to keep the refrigerator stock. But it also allows me to keep from having to get a real job. There we go. And when you're listening to our show, if you like it, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Give us a review. Give us a rating. And we would be very excited. I mean, we are very five stars. I just totally believe it. Absolutely. Put it out there. Out of ten, we're at least five. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm at least a good five out of ten. (laughs) (laughs) You get me drinking, you get to be a seven. And then we also want to make sure we thank our sponsor, the Sheridan Pub, where we do our live events once a month, and we have confirmed that for 2020. Cold beer and crowd balls. That's what more do you need? Now, tonight, we welcome a guest for our show. Now, we've been doing these co-hosts for the last few months now. I love it. It's starting to become a trend. People actually request us to be on our show. It's the weirdest thing. It is so weird. I had a city councilman come up to me. And requested. <laughs> At least Are you do you it sure? after the election. You've heard, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. But tonight we are welcoming, honestly, one of my favorite people in the entire world. And I mean that from the bottom of I my agree. heart. I agree. And it is probably not because he looks like my twin brother. It is, actually, he's got way more hair than I do. <laughs> Just on my balls. Oh. I was getting ready to say, did you follow him into the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> I was meat gazing. <laughs> oh, oh, tonight we welcome Michael, Mr. Puddin' Summers. How you doing? Good. Now, are we going to call you Puddin' on the show? Absolutely. Now, how did, that's my Christian name. That's your Christian name, your God-given? <laughs> you came out and your mom went, oh, Puddin'. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what followed after I came out. Oh, that was the afterbirth. Blood pudding. Yes. <laughs> Ew, God. What? Don't be gross. People are eating that now. That's, shut up. They are. Yeah. You didn't know what? that? No. Yes. Why are they That's doing that? It's so healthy. Makes your hair strong. <laughs> so- I've heard that they like save it back for like the stem cells or whatever, but. No, nah, people are eating it. Eating it? They put it in capsules. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's- it makes you younger or what? I have no idea. What's I've the never- purpose? I think we need to have our producer look up what the purpose of this is. <laughs> because, because I'm a little confused. It's high in moment. fiber. It's low in carbs. <laughs> It's all natural. Soylent green. That would make it. It would be... Um, Can you grill it? <laughs> Gibbler, Smoke it? Gibbler's like, I don't know. If you fry it, I'll eat it. <laughs> you fry it and I can dip it in ranch. Does it? Can you cover it with bacon? Just wrap some bacon around it. You'll be good to go. Right. There's a lot of truth to that. I'm so glad you're here. I know. No. It's going right. to be fun. <laughs> all right. I'm being outnumbered, I think, tonight. AJ? So, the placenta helps... Keeping the mother healthy and plentiful of milk and helps destroy infectious bacteria and viruses. Wow. So that's, that's, so you just start chomping on your own placenta for that. So basically, if you can't afford, it's a no for me. If you can't afford to go to the store and buy gallons of milk and hand sanitizer, this is a a good alternative. Uh, no. (sighs) 
It's still a no for me. No, I'm good. It's still a no. But it also says to talk to your healthcare provider before doing so. <laughs> then just start going, I got that baby out. Let me chew on that. Right. You know what? That's called farm to table. Oh. <laughs> Real yeah. Pop- yeah. It's popular right now. I got that black market placenta. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that great value no, you don't want placenta. That you want that organic placenta. Yes. I mean, people are Grass-fed. putting out millions of dollars for some right. Kardashian placenta. Right. I don't. I want no. free range placenta. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that this is organic. It's got to be gluten free. Oh, right. Negative. I just. I can't even think about it. Let's. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. All right. We are jumping into my favorite part of the week. And I think it's fastly growing into one of the favorite segments that we do on A to B. I love it. And it's our A to B history. Yes, I can't wait to hear Now, Putin, have you been listening to our shows? I have. Do you have a favorite history story that we've done up to this point? Offhand, I cannot think of one. Yeah, that's how much he loves them, folks. Right. <laughs> they're all of them. They're all so good. That's right. <laughs> that's why I love this guy. He's good it, at lying? It's the yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah, it's the beer talking. You know how you can tell he's good at lying? He's been married for a long time. Yes. Because <laughs> if you're not good at it, it's not going to last yeah, yeah. long. Yeah, no. Right. You figure that shit out. I mean, I walked quick. in and he said, my hair looks pretty. <laughs> right. He said the same shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> I had my shirt off. <laughs> and my back to him. Right. <laughs> right. So we are jumping in the A to B history wagon. It is the coolest time machine. If if Cousin Eddie's Winnebago in the dude's car on the Big Lebowski had sex, <laughs> that would be the A to B history wagon. You know what? It would probably look like the pictures that we used to draw of cars when we were kids. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like a car in the front and then it's the Winnebago in the right. back. Now what makes our time machine even more special is we've we've made it so that it runs on old fry grease. <laughs> so French fries, right? So when it lands, wherever it lands, people are like, "Oh, that's kind of nice. It's dirty, but it smells good." I suddenly Absolutely. want some chicken nuggets, <laughs> right? Right. So we are jumping in the A to B history wagon. We are setting the flux capacitor to March twenty fourth, nineteen forty four, and a bouncing baby boy was born to John and Betty in Kansas City, Kansas. Little Ronnie. Oh, Aww. little Ron. Ron. Little Ron. Ron. Ron grew up with five brothers on his farm outside of Kansas City, Kansas. But as a teenager, the family moved to Washington. And Ron, like a lot of kids do at times, when they they move from one place to another, he got into a little trouble with the authorities. And he was arrested twice for criminal mischief. Now, I don't know what criminal mischief is, but it sounds like not a big deal. Probably sounds like the stuff that we do every weekend. (laughs) Criminal mischief? (laughs) Okay, just mischief. Yes. That doesn't sound too bad. Just some mischief. Right. Right. It doesn't even say felony. Was he like like TPing or what would they, like, what would the criminal mischief be? I have no idea, but you know what? I'm sure that the four of us in this room have experienced some criminal mischief in our lifetimes. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Right. I have not. (laughs) Yes. This guy right here, he leads the world in criminal mischiefs. And his goal Undefeated. Right. So by the time he was 17, he had been arrested twice, and he was sitting in front of a judge, and the judge gave him an option. He could go into jail, or he could go into military. And Ronnie, he chose the military. So in 1961, at the age of 17, he enlisted in the United States Marine Corps, and he served in the aviation support field for a few years before becoming a drill instructor. 
His responsibility, and this is a big deal if you think about right. it. His responsibility was to get 18-year-old high school kids ready to go fight in Vietnam. That it's was rough. What, yeah, I yeah, mean, could you imagine that? No, I really can't. My son's 15, and one of the stories, you hear all kinds of stories about kids in, especially in the 40s, yeah. that would get fake licenses or fake IDs so that they could join the military to go fight in the war. It was a big deal. Yeah, Kids would commit suicide if they weren't accepted to go fight in the war. What? Yes, this was a big deal. Wow. And and so here you got Ron in the early 60s, and he's trying to get these 18-year-olds ready to, to go fight in Vietnam. And from 1966 to 1973, 335,000 kids were trained by Ron and his peers to go fight in Vietnam. That's insane. It is. In 1968, he was ordered to South Vietnam and spent 14 months in country. So he is a Vietnam vet. Right. The remainder of his service was Okinawa, where he was advanced to a staff sergeant. In 1972, he was medically retired because of several injuries that he sustained through the course of battle and his time in oh, the military. Yeah. Now, this was kind of interesting. So he retired in 1972. He was a drill instructor, staff sergeant, and he spent a year and a half doing stand-up comedy. What? Yes. Really? Yeah. So he goes from a criminal mischief guy to a guy that is enlisting kids and getting them trained up to go fight for their lives. And then after some injuries, he did a year and a half in stand up. You will laugh at my jokes. <laughs> I expected ha ha. About haste. <laughs> He, uh, he did uh, stand-up comedy for a year and a half, but then he heard they were making military films in the Philippines. So he decided to move to the Philippines, but while he was here, he also studied criminology and drama. And after getting a few minor roles in Filipino films, he got his big break being cast as a helicopter pilot in Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now. Nice. And that's a huge movie. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, a, uh, that's an Oscar winner, I believe. You don't know the movie? I, I've never known. Oh, really? Yeah. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah, it smells oh, like victory. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. Now, one of the other things that Francis Ford Coppola really used Ronnie for on set was he was also a technical advisor. So he would give Coppola and others an idea of what it was really like to be there in Vietnam, how they spoke to each other, things like that. And what he would do is Coppola would give him a script, and then he would look at the script, and he would actually start calling other veterans that he had fought with and they would bounce the ideas off each other to make sure that the script was accurate. Right. That they weren't saying something that was out of line. And then in 1987, he got his big break. And he was given the role that everybody knows today as Gunnery Sergeant Hartman <gasps> in Stanley Kubrick's <laughs> Full Metal Jacket. Oh, wow. Yes. I know exactly who you're talking yes. about now. Ronnie is R. Lee Emery. He is the guy that used all those funny lines. Oh, yes. In the beginning, the first <laughs> oh, half yeah. of Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> I am Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your senior drill instructor. From now on, you will speak only when spoken to. And the first and last words out of your filthy sewers will be, sir. Do you maggots understand that? Sir, yes, sir. Bullshit, I can't hear you. Sound off like you got a pair. Sir, yes, sir. If you ladies leave my island, if you survive recruit training, you will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are pukes. You are the lowest form of life on earth. You are not even human fucking beings. You are nothing but unorganized, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. Here you are all equally worthless. And my orders are to weed out all non-hackers who do not pack the gear to serve in my beloved corps. Do you maggots understand that? Sir, yes, sir. 
bullshit, I can't hear you. And actually how they came up with those lines is just like he was helping Coppola with Apocalypse Now. He was hired originally as a technical advisor for the film. And so what he would do is they would sit down with a voice recorder and R. Lee would basically just run at the mouth like he would when he was doing the actual drill insert, yeah. drill instructing. And Kubrick liked it so much that the actor that they had actually hired to be the drill instructor for the film, they went ahead and just made R. Lee the, the drill instructor. Oh, wow. They got rid of him. Yeah. They were and, like, you, you're not near as good as this guy. Yeah, so they sent the recordings off to a secretary. She typed it all up. They went through and cut it out. And what he called the juiciest pieces <laughs> were the ones that they used for the film. And so he actually made a comment. I listened to some of the interviews that he did. They would put their hands on these soldiers. So, like, when he's punching people in the film, yeah. he really was punching people when they were going through training. And his idea, he, what he said is, he goes, we had to get 18-year-olds ready to go give their life or to take life. I mean, you had to take them directly off of the teat and then take Absolutely. them. Absolutely. I mean, you had right. to toughen them up. And on May 17, 2002, R. Lee received an honorary promotion to gunnery sergeant E7 by the commander of the Marine Corps, General James L. Jones, and he just passed a few years ago. But Arlie, he was also Mississippi Burning. He was in yeah. Toy Story 3. He did lots and lots of films. He did stuff for the History Channel. But Arlie Emery, I think, is a cool story. It shows that at 17 years of age, you can make mistakes, but you are not defined by your biggest mistake. And he was given a chance, and the guy ended up becoming someone that put a lot of phenomenal soldiers on the battlefields and... <laughs> Also made a kick-ass movie. That's right. (laughs) All right. Are we ready for some news? Yes. Do you want to do some news? I do. Absolutely. We've got some stories that we thought would be kind of funny to go over. I'm ducking and everything. In the house, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay. That's not good. Well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house there to get my phone so I could play a video game on it. Told them they need to get out of that water, but say I didn't know he was getting eat up a bees. I thought he was just high. Now, I searched long and hard. <laughs> I said hard. <laughs> for the stories this week, and I actually found two that came out of the great state of Indiana. Oh, oh boy. I was yes. hoping you were going to say Florida. Represent. You know what? I honestly, I look at it now, and... Picking stories from Florida is just too easy. It is. <laughs> Anymore, it's it's fish in a barrel. It, it is, right? <laughs> it's like making fun of fat people at a fair. It's just not that hard. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> you went with the fried butter. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he washed it down with the fried Coca-Cola batter. I feel really uh, attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, here's our first story, and it does come to us from the great Hoosier State. I love pets. I love pets. Well, who yeah. doesn't? I But I have dogs and a cat. Yes. And any mammal, pet, I think are really good pets. Right. For I the have most two part, sweeties. Unless you have home. a bear or something. I'm a mammal. You, you want to pet me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again? Or for the show? For the show. For the show. There's two pets that I just don't understand. People that have birds. Yeah. I never understood bird people. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I just don't get it. And then reptiles. I don't understand the fascination with a pet snake. 
Or a lizard. Or a lizard, right. No. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, like a fish tank, I don't know. You know, it's pretty. It's a nightlight. <laughs> it is what it is. It's fun for the kids. Right. But snakes? Well, anyways, this story is about a young lady that had a house full of snakes. Oh, no. Yeah. What? And I don't mean she had a bunch of dudes over. Oh. <laughs> this is Laura Hurst of Battleground, Indiana. She's 36 years old, and she had a home that she had turned into basically like a big reptile home. And she had over 140 snakes inside this house. What are all these snakes (laughs) in the house? (laughs) Well, she was, unfortunately, she was found dead last week of October. What? The snake got her. With a snake wrapped around her neck. Indiana State Police said in a news release that authorities received a call to 911 at 851 to an address in the town of Oxford where they found a woman unresponsive with an eight-foot reticulated python wrapped around her neck. Jeez. Speaking of choking on what you love to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got through college. Right? He was working his way through college. <laughs> the uh, ISB spokesman, Sergeant Kim Riley, told the Journal and Courier, she appears to have been strangled by the snake. We do not know that for a fact until after the autopsy. <laughs> I'm going to go with there's a python around her neck. Seriously? She's strangulated by the well, python. Well, it's either a snake or the meth. I mean, one of them is going <laughs> to get you. <laughs> right. They said she frequents the location approximately two times a week, and the home was owned by Benton County Sheriff Don Munson and was set up for a collection of snakes. <laughs> Munson told the newspaper he discovered hers with the snakes Wednesday evening. The sheriff told the newspaper that Hearst's death was a tragic accident with a loss of human life and that he was being fully cooperative with everybody. State police said that Hearst's cause of death will be determined during an autopsy. <laughs> I mean, I, it's nice to see Munson got a job after bowling. Right? <laughs> I was going, that was what I was yeah. giggling. She got Munsoned. <laughs> Definitely got Munson. You know, it all. My favorite part of that movie, Kingpin, by the way. Yeah, Kingpin yes. is when he goes down on what? that old lady <laughs> His, uh, to pay for the landlord, rent. <laughs> right? And he's throwing up in the toilet, and she goes, "I think you broke something loose, Tiger." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just don't understand pet snakes. No. I don't get it. See, that's what happens. Right. Yeah. You know what? If my dog curls around my neck, I don't move for hours from the recliner because I'm afraid it. he'll move too. I don't want to <laughs> wake him up. <laughs> right. And your big sweetie. Now, speaking of pets, here's another instance of just pure laziness in my opinion. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> there was a, uh, a gentleman named Akinas Kaspar. Uh-huh. He broke into the Santa Ana Zoo on July 27th, 2018. And Did you say he broke into a zoo? Yeah, he broke into a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> he was 19 years old. He cut a hole in the lemur and capuchin monkey enclosure with bolt cutters, and he allowed a few of the primates to escape. But the animals were later recovered. But during his jaunt to the zoo, he stole a 33-year-old lemur that was named Isaac. <laughs> he put him in a plastic container without proper ventilation Uh-oh. holes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. It's horrible. While the release said he initially swiped the endangered animal to be, keep him as a pet, he appeared to have changed his mind the very next day, <laughs> abandoning him in front of a hotel in Newport Beach, California. The lemur was left in the same plastic container with two notes attached. One read, lemur with tracker, and the other says, this belongs to the Santa Ana Zoo. It was taken last night. Please bring it to the police. 
So let me I, guess, the lemur didn't make it. No, no, no the, it was returned and unharmed. It oh, just wow. shows, though, that that nineteen-year-olds today, they just can't accept responsibility. They're no. not good pet owners. You put it in a plastic. <laughs> he kept it for half a day. Was it like a tote? No, it, uh, maybe. <laughs> it, like his mom's yelling about where the good Tupperware That's is. That's what I was going to say. I was like, where's my Tupperware? <laughs> That's why I can't ever get the damn right. lid. If this was in Indiana, they would have found him in a country crock bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have taken forever to find it because oh, it's beans. <laughs> That's well, I can't believe it's not butter. It's not. It's a lemur. <laughs> and I just feel bad like... Here's, I, I'm picturing like this little lemur now out in front of this hotel in California, like Just holding shaking. a cup. No, he's holding a cup and he's got a little sign, <laughs> you know. That, <laughs> you know, it says throw feces for money. <laughs> Zoo or bust. Right. Oh, <laughs> Isaac was returned unharmed, as I mentioned. The actions of this kid resulted in a loss of eighty-five hundred dollars to the zoo. Ring-tailed lemurs are an endangered species in part due to the illegal pet trade. He, I guess he was trying to sell it on like Craigslist or Do something. Do they have opposable thumbs? He can't even hitchhike. No. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little guy. <laughs> he was probably hooked on drugs already. <laughs> right. That or was like a, a scene in Pretty Woman. Like he was, like, <laughs> he was wearing a little skirt. A millionaire in a car pulls up. <laughs> I'm going to give you a better life. <laughs> Come with me, Isaac. <laughs> I'll make cocktails on my butt. Casbar <laughs> pleaded guilty to on July 8th to one misdemeanor of count of unlawfully taking an endangered species. In addition to his 90-day prison sentence, boy, he I'm sure he got something in the jail, too. Yeah, and the That's capuchin monkey. Them. Right, right, yeah. Right, this capuchin. <laughs> They're like, we're going to make it a whole lot easier for you to throw feces in the future. <laughs> oh, so our third story this week, and I, I, this comes to us from Indiana. This one actually just happened last week. What's the most angry you've ever been at a an establishment or a business? Like, like was I working there? <laughs> no, it could be. Like, you see people all the time bitch about their cell phone providers or their cable, or you go into a restaurant, they Customer bring you the service. wrong food. It was probably at, at a uh, getting my car serviced. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. What was your retaliation? What did you do? Did you just bitch about it on the way home to yourself? Or I did might you... have... I, no, I kind of made a little bit of a scene, but then I, I just stomped off and never went back. Uh, well, there's a, a gentleman, 33-year-old Nicholas Miller of Greenfield, Indiana, and he faces charges of attempted arson and criminal recklessness in the case <laughs> because he got upset. I will burn this bitch down. <laughs> there's there's that mischief everybody's talking about. <laughs> right. right. That's recklessness. This mischief oh, and recklessness. They are oh, drastically yeah. different, apparently. So apparently, old Mr. Miller here, he was at a gentleman's club. What? Yes. It comes. <laughs> in- he was kicked out of a Indianapolis strip club. And uh, after he was kicked out, <laughs> according to court documents, Miller was removed by staff at Dancers on West Washington Street. I think I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't one I frequented. No, no. Just after midnight on November 7th, officers with the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department responded to the clubs after re- receiving a report that a man tried to set the building on fire. <laughs> The manager at Dancer says that Miller was served two beers after arriving around 11 p.m. on November 6th. 
then was asked to leave for acting strange by standing over other patrons and staring at them. <laughs> like, like, you're just sitting there trying to look at boobies, and there's this dude just staring at you, like, over the top of you. You gonna finish that lap dance? <laughs> right. He was just trying to get the leftover. Let me, get, let me get some of that. <laughs> you smell that, too? <laughs> I farted. That's what I meant. I don't know what you right. guys are Right, I wouldn't. The manager watched on camera as Miller left the building and then went to pull something out of his trunk. Video of the incident that was turned over to IMPD by the manager says Miller can be seen placing a gas can next to the building. Underneath a gas meter, a shirt was wrapped around the gas can spigot. Miller is then seen on video lighting a cigarette, taking several tokes on it, then holding the cigarette near the gas can and shirt. After it fails to ignite, investigators say he threw the cigarette towards the gas can, then ran to his vehicle. It again failed to ignite. No damage was done to the building. The manager told police that he was trying to blow the building up. At the time, 40 to 50 people were inside the building. Wow. And formal charges were filed on Tuesday. Online court records do not indicate a future court date for Miller. So literally this guy was so pissed off about getting kicked out of seeing boobies. <laughs> right? He had all Because they're not of readily available on your phone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I want where, them real boobies. Where was he going to go stand and stare over other people looking at boobies <laughs> except this place? And so, <laughs> you know you've got to be jacked in the head when your first thought, fuck it, I'm blowing this place I'm up. this bitch up. <laughs> Jeez. I don't get to see boobies. Nobody does. Right. <laughs> you know, if he had done this in downtown Indy by the garter, he'd have been like, fuck it. I'm going to White Castle. And right? everything would have been fine. It would have been fine, man. You get a little White Castle uh, in you. No, wow. I've actually been to the Red Garter. I can't tell you that. Yes. I, I, was, I was being a very good wing woman. A wing woman? Yeah. Yeah? You were helping your husband get laid or something? It wasn't my husband. No, I was <laughs> friends. So. Yeah. Now, I've seen Gibbler at strip clubs. Yeah? Yeah. There's one. Oh, now, God. We, Not on stage. Yes, on stage. <laughs> Multiple times. Multiple times. Oh. Get the gibby up there. Yeah. If you watch Live PD, <laughs> Lawrence, oh, Indiana, is, is, is commonly seen on Live PD. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's a, uh, a strip club in Indianapolis called PT's. PT's. Oh. And on Saturdays, they used to have guy strippers and girl strippers. So, you know, we'd pack up the minivan and <laughs> How <laughs> that redneck way. Indiana can it be when you've packed up a minivan with, like, boys and girls, and you're all heading over to the strip club together, and then you get in, and it was like watching your buddies go to the grocery store, like, I'll go get the produce, and I'll go get the toys, and whatever. <laughs> Gibbler runs off to the boys' side. We don't see her all night long, except every time they'd be like, and up on the stage is the guy dressed up like a firefighter, and he's wearing a Gibbler as a suit. (laughs) I told Gibbler one time, I've seen you on the stage more than half the workers. (laughs) Oh, true story. Now, they never escorted her out of there. I did watch one of my best friends get thrown out of that place. None of my friends tried to blow the place up. That's all. No. That's all you got to say, right? Right. And I honestly think that if we ever did an after two beers at a strip club, it would be hilarious. <laughs> it would Can be I hilarious. be on that one? <laughs> 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 Only if your wife approves. I've met her. I don't want her mad at me. <laughs> well, you know I am a very good liar. So. <laughs> right. We're going to the ballet. The ballet? <laughs> yeah. We're going to a dance club where it's just people that dance and you tap, tap dancing. Tap, tap, tip, tap, tip, tapping tip, for tips. Tip, 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 tip. Just the tip. 
Just a tip. (laughs) (laughs) You never get that in the boom boom room. There's no such thing. Yeah. Never get laid in the champagne room. No. (laughs) Now, my last story, it's a real quick one here. That's what she said. That's what she said. And I just saw this. I just posted it on our Facebook page. I just saw in December that Post Cereals and Hostess Brands will be releasing a Twinkies cereal. Absolutely. I got to try it. Right. As I said, what in the diabetes is going diabetes. on? <laughs> what in the Wolf and Brimley are you guys doing to us? <laughs> now, this is the same group that have come together to make honey bun cereal. <laughs> They've also made little chocolate donut cereal. And now they need Twinkies cereal. And they wonder why so many Americans are overweight. You get a toy, but it's like an Adipex prescription. <laughs> you get a toy, but it's a insulin insulin pump. shot. <laughs> they uh, they're experimenting with coming out with a new cereal. It's called Sugar Cubes, <laughs> and it's just sugar that you put in a bowl, and then you don't even pour milk on it. You nah, just, you just, just eat the sugar. Just straight. eat the sugar. Straight. Snort it. Whatever. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I remember back in the day, smoking my candied cigarette. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, that's tr- it's so funny that just 25, 30 years ago, you could literally go buy fake cigarettes mm-hmm. that were candy. And, and they actually had a little bit of smoke that came out if you yes. blew into it. Yeah, from the powder on them. And then now they're they're outlawing vape. But you could sell kids candy cigarettes 30 years ago. <laughs> now, you can still sell adult cigarettes. You just can't sell them vape in no, some No, don't sell that vape stuff. Right. Somebody has much better lobbyists on their <laughs> side. And I'm guaranteeing it rhymes with cigarette companies. Marble. Puddin', we loved you having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Have you enjoyed it? Absolutely. Oh, I love it. You know what? So far, most people have enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> But most people haven't had to do two of them just to... No, no. Actually, and the bad part is it's starting to be a running trend. Our last show was two at the same time as well. I don't know. Maybe we need to calm down a little. Negative. No. No, it's no. It's after two beers no, for a reason. That's right. Well, Gibbler, we want to make sure that we thank our sponsor one more time. That's the Sheridan Pub, home of the world-famous Kraut Balls. They're delicious. And we also want to make sure that we thank the Innovation Center here in downtown Richmond that allows us to tape our show and all this debauchery and shenanigans every week. Every week. And every make week. sure that you're listening to this. Share us. Please. With your friends. Absolutely. Give us some good reviews and we such. greatly need it. Yeah. And if you ever want to be a co-host on the show, reach out to AJ. You can go to aftertwobeers.com, hit the contact us page, fill out the form, send it to her, or you can reach out to us on our social media accounts. And if you want to come, if you offer to bring beer, just like Puddin did, we will actually move you ahead of people. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we can be bribed. <laughs> well, Gibbler, I hope you've had a good time. Thank you, AJ, for helping us put the show together. Thank you, Puddin, for being Thank here. Thank you. And we will talk to him all next week. After two beers. Real love.